Hi everyone, I'm Juliette and welcome back to Love Stories Radio. This is a podcast where we answer all your wedding questions, those that you sent us and those that you didn't. If you're listening to this podcast, I have a hunch you're here because you're planning your wedding or you're in a wedding and you want to know the answers to the questions that everyone else is thinking or maybe that you haven't even thought of yet. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a few pointers on other episodes to listen to if you're new here. Episode 9 is our most listened to show, so that's a good place to start. We discuss what to do if you don't love your engagement ring. Yikes. Episode 27 is another popular one where we talk about the best thing to wear under your wedding dress. If you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com, DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv, or pose it in our Slack group for brides and wedding pros, which you can join at bit.ly slash lstbslack. But it doesn't stop there. Watching real weddings on lovestoriestv.com is the best and the most fun way to plan your wedding. Search and filter tens of thousands of real wedding videos to find the ideas, products, and pros you need for your wedding. Already know your venue? Watch videos of real weddings that happen there to learn about and research other pros who have worked at that same location. Are you comparing two wedding planners? Watch videos of real weddings they planned to get a sense of their work. Need vow inspiration? We got that too. Watching real wedding videos are literally the best way to get ideas for your own speeches, vows, and toasts. If you can't find what you're looking for on lovestoriestv.com, get in touch with us. Send us an email at questions at lovestoriestv.com with your ask and we'll guide you to the best videographers, florists, cake makers, planners, hashtag creators, you name it, we got it. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on as our guest today to discuss all things wedding dresses. For our listeners, Sean Jacobs is the creative director of Anne Barge and president of its parent company, S. Jacobs, Inc. So Anne Barge is a wedding dress designer that we work with at Love Stories TV and that we're huge fans of. So we're so excited to have Sean here to sort of ask her more questions about the brand, and then also dive into some of your questions about weddings and wedding dresses more generally, because she's such a pro. So Sean, to get started, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in bridal? Yeah, I can. So um, I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I decided to cheer at the University of Louisville for my first two years of college. Um, I was majoring in architecture. And then somewhere in between my like sophomore year, I decided that's not what I wanted to do career-wise. So I kind of completely shifted and decided to go to fashion design school. Um, found a school in Atlanta that um, that my parents and I both decided that they would they would feel comfortable with me going to. Um, so I graduated in uh, with a major in fashion design and marketing. And after college, I decided to kind of travel around uh, Europe for about six to eight months. And uh, when I came back from traveling, I was speaking with our um, fashion advisor, and she mentioned that there was a job at Anne Barge. Um, at the time, I had never even considered bridal or um, even knew who Anne was at the time. The company was only two years old. Um, so I you know, came in for an interview at 22 years old and for a part-time position in shipping and receiving. Wow, um, that's so interesting. <laughs> yes. 
So I remember like, you know, saying to myself, I have a double major. Why am I interviewing for a job in shipping and receiving? Little did I know that taking that position would, you know, change my entire or forge my career going forward since it's the only company I have worked for um, after graduating from college. Yeah, that's where I started. I feel like it's it's not uncommon to speak to people in the wedding industry or in bridal design. I mean, it's the same for me that like you didn't necessarily in, set out to be there and then you fall in love with it. You know, I hear from editors all the time, like a sim- similar story to yours, like, oh, I just want to work at a magazine. And the first job I got was like at a bridal magazine and I just fell in love with the category and never left, you know? Absolutely. Um, and and also being in Atlanta, I always thought I was going to have to travel to New York or L.A. to, you know, to get a job and, you know, with a fashion brand. Um, I never imagined staying in Atlanta. So, you know, taking that position, you know, that part time position led into a full time position. Um, I started shadowing Anne, you know, when she was working with brides and then she asked me to start going on trunk shows. So, you know, I remember my first trunk show at Neiman Marcus, Short Hills. I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. As soon as I walked in the door, the manager of the store wanted me to give this entire, you know, presentation of the brand. Um, I'll, I'll never forget that day. But, it, you know, so that, you know, um, weekend led to um, being promoted to account manager of um, our retail stores that purchased Ambarge. And then later on, um, you know, I was promoted to vice president of um, sales and marketing. Um, and then during that whole time, I was, Anne always um, allowed me to kind of to sketch um, when we would start working on new collections. Um, so the first sketch that she actually decided to put in her show was our spring 2003 collection. Um, and then, you know, kind of from that time forward, I always contributed Um and then I met my husband in 2008, and um, during a business trip to China with my husband and Anne, she kind of pulled us aside and asked us, you know, would, would we consider purchasing her business and continuing her legacy, which, you know, I was so honored um, to do so. And so we bought her business in 2014. I love that story. I mean, honestly, I feel like what's so interesting about this podcast is like, we do end up you know, if we always at the beginning ask people like, how did you get into what you're doing? And I feel like this podcast could like be um, simultaneously promoted as like career advice and like where your career could take you and like just being open to different experiences because, you know, I've met so many interesting people who sort of end up in these roles that they love um, unintentionally, you know what I mean? Or at least unintentionally initially. So I like love, I think hearing those stories is like so valuable. Um, So we just wrapped up Bridal Fashion Week in New York, which um, is, you know, one of my favorite times of the year. I worked in beauty before I worked in bridal. And I have to say that, like, I far prefer Bridal Fashion Week to regular regular Fashion Week because it's like Bridal Fashion Week, it's like, it's like glamorous and magical, but it's like real. It's like you or someone you know are going to wear these designs. And I used to go to like regular fashion week when I worked in beauty. And I'd be like, even I who like live in New York and work in beauty, like I'm just never going to wear any of this. You know what I mean? Um, so I I love it. But um, so my team came to your presentation and they loved it and they raved. And so I want to talk more about you know, some of your recent gowns and maybe a little bit how you having majored in architecture, like shines through in some of those designs, sort of like where you get your inspiration and just give us a little bit of background on on the collection. In terms of, you know, finding my inspiration, I'm a very 
visual person. So I love to surround myself around art and, you know, whether it's in the form of, you know, photographs, architecture, nature, or, um, you know, even if it's like an everyday object, um, I just feel like I'm constantly inspired by the world around me. And, you know, based on those type of aesthetics, each season, like I'll begin to um, select a color, you know, colors and swatches, beadings and embroidery, and, you know, kind of pile all those together and then start working on a mood board. Um, and then from that mood board, I'll start sketching, uh, you know, the next collection. And um, for spring 2020, I, you know, Right now, in Let's bridal, talk about there's... that. I'm interrupt you for one second because I think this is yeah. something that's confusing to people who aren't in the industry. So we just had Bridal Fashion Week in April 2019. <laughs> but, so tell everybody a little bit about how Fashion Week relates to when the dresses will be in stores and how you name the collections in terms of like, okay. the calendar. This is so confusing, but the way it's done is, so we just showed this past April, April 2019, and um, that's the, the, you know, the time that we showed the collection. But this collection is spring 2020. And it's based on when the gowns will actually be in the store right. for a bride to try on. So that's that's where that, you know, that collection comes from. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. But it's very confusing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for our spring 2020 collection, I was kind of looking at, you know, what's trending right now. We definitely have seen the pendulum swing back. Um, to timeless classic designs, very clean, which is great because that's, you know, Ambarge's aesthetic. Um, so it was, you know, thinking about our, you know, our brand Southern Roots. And then I kind of wanted to mix like the serene romance of the past and, you know, what Ambarge is known for, you know, timeless elegance and infuse it with designs that show kind of like a cutting edge sophistication. Um, and I think, you know, when you look at certain dresses, um, like Emory, it's one of our new dresses that we just um, designed. You're going to see those architecture influences that, that you know within those dresses. Um, usually, I'll design those out of Mikado, or we have a fabric called Calica that's similar to Mikado, and it holds like a lot of like great, interesting seams um, and intricate seaming. So um, that's kind of where that love for architecture comes in when I'm designing. I'm looking right now. I'm like on your Instagram as you were talking, and I'm looking at the um the post you did about the Bramante and I apologize if I'm like pronouncing it incorrectly but it's it's exactly like you said it's sort of it is classic but the lines and the seams like do feel very architectural and it's like interesting because you know we I so I got married in 2013 and that's when like everyone was getting married in a barn and like a rustic barn wedding was like yep. the thing I actually like didn't even know that that was trendy I just like wanted to get married in Michigan like where our summer house is so like that, yeah. they have barns <laughs> up there but like now I feel like loft like sort of this urban loft yeah style is like very in and I think it's just like it's interesting when you see like the venue trends in weddings and the dress trends in weddings like obviously they go together but um yeah it goes hand in hand yeah and so the other thing I want to ask you about like before we dive into the user questions that I'm so excited about is um y'all just launched online shopping on ambarge.com which I just think is so smart and like just the absolutely right thing to do so can you talk a little bit about that I mean obviously with wedding dresses it's not 
always easy because it is such a custom piece and people um, sort of have in their head that they have to go to like a very fancy bridal shop and like try everything on. So how does online shopping work and how did you decide to do that and sort of walk us through the, you know, the whole, um, the whole launch? Well, for, for me, um, earlier last summer, I had uh, the experience to go shopping for a bridal gown with my sister-in-law. Um, so it's my husband's sister. And I knew early on that she was not going to be an Ambarge bride. Um, I would kind of describe her sense of style as hipster chic. Okay. So it's, it's the first time that since I've been in this business that I've had the opportunity to go shopping and kind of like sit back and just kind of observe you know, everything that goes on from a bride's point of view versus, you know, actually being in the moment and working um, the appointment. Um, so from, I went to seven bridal stores with her, wow. you know, between Atlanta and New York. Um, and going through that experience, I knew right away that I needed to update my website. I needed to change it. And then I also needed to offer um, e-commerce. Also, during that time, the industry, you know, obviously Nordstrom has their e-commerce platform, um, Beholden has their platform, and then there are now three other um, websites that have popped up, Anomaly, Florvier, and um, there's another website that's catering to uh, the plus size. Lace and, um, Liberty. Lace and Liberty. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, so looking at that, I was like, okay, this is, this is becoming a thing. It's not just, you know, one uh, website. I also was thinking, you know, about how the millennial bride is shopping and girls that are in high school, how they're shopping. They're so used to right now pushing a button for everything that they buy. So who's to say, you know, by the time they're of marrying age, they're going to be used to pushing a button. It's, it's not going to be that you know different for them to push a button to buy a wedding dress. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to get our platform up. I wanted to offer e-commerce. Um, it's definitely a work in progress for us. Um, and it's, changing daily uh but we're very excited about it i i don't i i definitely see this becoming more of a norm going into the future especially five years from now um but i do think you know what we have learned so far is dresses that are at our price point that bride is still wanting you know the shop inside um yeah. a brick and mortar store yeah. and wants that customer service um i don't think that's ever going to change i think you're still always going to have that bride but i, I definitely think you're going to start seeing more e-commerce you know more wedding brands yeah more wedding dresses being purchased um, online. So. so how does it work? So it's interesting. I mean, we we see the same trend. It's like we work with you and we also work with yeah. Anomaly. And I think that it's like, I think that you're right. I don't, I my personal opinion working with a lot of designers is that like, it's actually not competitive at this point because it's a different woman. You know what I mean? Like there's the person who is comfortable and excited to design their own gown and to do a big part of that online is not the same woman who like wants to go to a certain type of bridal boutique and try on a certain type of gown. Um, so like, I, I agree. Yeah. so I think, I think that's like one thing. Um, and the price points like are different, but so how does it work if I want to shop online at ambarsh.com? Like, yeah. um, well, how do I do the alterations or like what advice do you give people or, you know, what are the circumstances that you see it's working well for people? So for us, what it's really helped us to do is drive traffic into our retail, you know, the authorized retailer that carries Ambar. Got it. Because we do a lot of custom changes, um, and I feel like making sure that, you know, the bride is taking, you know, the correct measurements for the size that she's gonna, going to order, you know, 
the platform has so many different areas where, where I can push a button and speak to somebody in, in our office, um, an expert stylist. And once we get that customer on the phone, we really kind of push them toward, you know, to walk into the brick and mortar store to, to get that um, expertise, you know, from a bridal consultant. Yeah. Um, we always tell brides, you know, this is not like ordering a prom dress or a gown off the rack at Bloomingdale's. Um, you know, usually you're going to have anywhere from three to five fittings for one of our dresses. So we want to make sure we get it right. Um, and then our stores love that we're also pushing the traffic to them, but it allows us to have that direct one-on-one conversation with that bride and um, be able to answer questions for her. And she's getting questions answered right from, you know, the designer. Got it. So if you order a dress on ambarge.com, it ships to the retailer who does the alterations with you. Am I understanding? It is. That is Got correct. That we, so we allow the brides to um, pick an authorized retailer that we sell to, whether that's in, you know, in the vicinity of where she lives, or it could be where her mother lives or yep. where she's getting married. Um, and then that store that she decides to ship it to, they will handle her alterations. They can also help her with, you know, her accessories, sell her, you know, veil, shoes, and, and so forth. But that way they kind of have their final stamp on it. They either steam the dress out, make sure everything is perfect before she takes that dress out of the store and walks down the aisle. I think that's such a smart way to do it because it's like, right, like some people are more comfortable browsing online. And it is because like you said, they're used to doing it. And something people never understand. People ask me this all the time. They're like, how come when I go to a bridal salon, I can't just browse all the dresses. I have to tell the expert like what I want and they bring me a few. And I'm like, well, because these dresses, even the samples, they're like, really expensive and they're big and they're heavy and they look really different on you than off you. And because these stylists really are experts and they're really going to help you. But some people just like, they don't get comfortable with that and they want to sit at home and browse them all. They, they want to see they everything. See everything. Yep. Totally. I get it. Um, okay. Well, I think that's really exciting and congrats on that launch. Um, okay. So now we're going to get into part two of the pod where we have sourced questions from our community. And so sometimes people send us these questions on Instagram DM. Sometimes they send them to us on email. Sometimes we like hang out in Facebook groups for brides and like see questions that are getting asked a lot. And we're like, we think we can help with this. Um, so it's really fun. So um, the first question is someone wrote in and said, I'm going dress shopping for the first time this weekend. Anything I should know or pieces of advice? So, you know, what's your biggest piece of advice for people the first time, the first time they walk into a bridal salon? I would say um, to keep an open mind beyond your Pinterest board, um, you know, gowns that you may have pinned on your Pinterest board or what you, you know, your idea of what you want your dress to look like, that may not be the silhouette shape for you when you actually try gowns on. Um, so I would say that. And then also if you're shopping for the first time, try on every silhouette shape so that you can see it on your body and know, okay, you know what? I thought I'd love trumpet, but that just, that's not working for, you know, my body. Maybe, you know, a fit and flare is better for me. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely keep an open mind and, you know, allow the expert stylist, um, to make suggestions and, and listen to her suggestions. Cause she, you know, she's, she's seen these gowns on, you know, different body shapes before. So she, she knows what she's, you know, she knows what she's doing. I like couldn't agree more. I went in to my wedding dress shopping. I mean, it was many years ago now, but I remember being like, I want to wear a ball gown. Like 
um, that's what I think is like fun and beautiful and you only get to wear it one time on your wedding. And then I like tried on this like sexy mermaid dress and I was like, ooh, I like this. Like, you know, it's just like you don't know until you get it on. And like it fits so differently than anything you've ever worn before in your life. Um, Unless you work at Love Stories TV where we all end up like wearing wedding dresses a lot weirdly most people <laughs> it's the first for normal people it's the first time that they uh put one on <laughs> okay so someone wrote what is the best bra to wear underneath a dress I don't have my straps to show so like obviously this depends on the kind of dress you end up with but like we can't get enough bra right. tips and advice so like tell us what you got well for us we always say no bra um we construct our gowns with a lot of boning and um, whether it has a corset underneath or, you know, the way that we place the boning, we feel like it gives enough support um, in the dress, even for a strapless gown. But if you do have a bride, you know, that definitely needs um, support in the dress, um, we always say a long line bra works best. What does that mean, long line? Um, so long line, it comes down to about like the top of your head. Oh, bone. sure. What It's um, like, oh, like a half corset almost right yeah like a half corset exactly um i find you know strapless bras that stop right underneath the bust they just they want to mm-hmm. slip they they don't they never stay upright like i'm, I'm sure like in the summer you know it's like you're always like yeah totally um so the long line bras stay in place and then they also you know not only do they give you the support you, that you need in a bust but then also give you kind of like coverage through the mid you know the stomach area yep. as well um, that makes sense. And so, like, when people are going dress shopping, what do you tell them? We tell them that, so when they're going dress shopping, we tell them just to bring a strapless mm-hmm. bra, but we usually end up having them take it off. Yep. Um, so that they can see, okay, when, when you order your dress, this is going to, you know, this is how it's going to fit and mold around the bust. I would say nine times out of 10, we end up sewing bust cups into the dress just so that we fill out kind of that round shape of the cup. And it's just, it's so much more comfortable. It's like one less layer that you have to have on, on your wedding day. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. But if they're shopping for their first time, and this goes down weird, but I, I always, we have to say it on the phone, like make sure you wear other undergarments. No, it, like make sure that's you so funny. I hear that all the time. I feel like this is like a trend. Like people are just like living their lives commando, which like, fine, you do you. But like, they are. you know, it's like, honestly, any, let's, let's expand that. If you're going shopping at all, <laughs> wear underwear. I'm just going to. Exactly. Wear underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I have to tell you guys. It's okay. All right. Um, okay. Next question. My sister got engaged around the same time I did. She ended up purchasing a very similar style wedding dress. Drama. I don't know how I feel about it. Any advice? Uh, I know what I think, but what do you think about that? We've actually had this happen, not necessarily with sisters, but with best mm-hmm. friends a couple times here at our Ambar Atelier. And we have, we've started telling girls when they come in shopping and they bought a dress, if you have, if your best friend or your sister is getting married around the same time frame and they're also shopping, I know you want to keep it a surprise, but kind of be open to letting yeah. them know, you know, what the dress looks like. Maybe you don't have to show them a picture, but you know, let them know like I'm wearing a lace, you know, fitted gown or I'm wearing something very clean and modern. Um, that way, you know, they kind of have a heads up, um, but if if you, you know, in this circumstance with both girls having similar dresses, I would say definitely accessorize your gowns differently. Uh, make sure other details of your wedding are different. So, you know, your wedding venue should be different or, um, you know, the flowers that you're carrying. That way, you know, you're, you're personalizing the dress 
um, based on your wedding and not your sister's wedding. Totally. I mean, I think that that's right. And like, I mean, I'm sort of the person, I'm like the person who, I remember I was like at a wedding a couple years ago and I, I wear all my clothes are from Rent the Runway and I showed up and I had the same dress on as this girl. I didn't know her. I thought it was like really fun. I like went up to her. I'm like, oh my God, we have the same dress on. Like, isn't this fun? And she seemed like really mortified about it. So I do think it's sort of like a personal thing. <laughs> what I was going to say is like, even like your weddings are going to be different. You know what I mean? Like you look different. You're different people. It's about you. Like I would say like, I think your advice about like accessorizing is like really smart, but like, I feel like my most advice would be like, just don't let this like stress you out. Like you are, you don't look exactly the same. You're going to look different. Your bridesmaids are going to look, you know what I mean? It's like, don't let it bum you out. You bought the dress because you love it. Enjoy it. Wear the thing you love, you know, enjoy it. Completely agree. Okay. This is an important one. When is the best time to, or the best time, or I'm going to say the right time to buy your wedding dress. <laughs> my wedding is over a year from now. I'm worried if I get something now, I'll regret it or find something I like more as I get closer to the date. So well, I want you to weigh, on, weigh in on this both in terms of like changing your mind, but also like logistically, you have to get your dress at a certain time if you're buying a traditional wedding right. dress. So so talk about that timeline a little bit. So when buying an Ambar dress, we always say you need to buy it around nine to 10 months out from your wedding. We, we see this all the time that, you know, your girls are excited when they get engaged, even if they have, you know, two years until they're married or a year and a half and they're out shopping. And people are getting engaged, um, staying engaged longer now. I feel like 18 months is the new 12 months. It is. And I, and I get like girls are excited and they want to go shopping. But the problem is, is that they end up shopping for a year. And then by the time, you know, they need to, you know, actually buy a dress they're so confused yeah yeah um because they've they've tried on too much or they've seen too much um so i we say nine to ten months um out from your wedding date and um that leaves enough time for the dress to come in and then you can uh, start alterations uh three months before your wedding right so it's like there's two parts to this guys one is like don't overwhelm yourself with choice and two is like they actually need what's the what's the shortest timeline you can do Shortest timeline for us is we could rush a dress in eight to 10 weeks. Oh, wow. But then, but that's you know, a and rush. It's, good, like, it's good to keep in mind. Yeah, that's a rush. So a lot of, you know, it, it adds on another layer of stress. Um, it adds on yeah. more money. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. So this is related to what we just talked about, but I feel like it's confusing for okay. people about dress alterations. Uh, so when do I start thinking about wedding dress alterations? I have nine months to my wedding. I think I have plenty of time. I'm not sure when I should take it in things in advance. So, I mean, my answer to this, which I want you to talk more about, is like you shouldn't even have this question because you these are not the kind of decisions you should be making. The salon you got your dress, do whatever they tell you. Like people, don't take don't take exactly. this into your own hands. But talk a little bit more about how alterations work. <laughs> we always say start your alterations around three months before your wedding, three to two months uh-huh. before your wedding. You're typically going to have anywhere from three to four fittings. We find that that's average. Your last fitting should always be the week before your wedding or um, the you know very close to the, the time that you're leaving for a destination mm-hmm. wedding. And the reason is, I, I, don't, I don't know if you went through this, but girls lose a lot of weight during wedding planning, especially with a strapless gown. You want to make sure that you try that dress on a week before your wedding so that you know if, if you have lost weight, 
that that bodice is fit properly to you because you don't want to be tugging at the, you know, at the neckline all night and trying to keep it up. And so all the alterations, so with Ambarge, like many dress shops have alterations in-house and if they don't, they will refer you to where you should go. Like, don't try to source this on your own. Um, That's the, the wrong decision. It, it, it is. You will end up regretting it. Don't go to your dry cleaner. And I love my dry cleaner, and she is taking stuff in for me all the time. Not your wedding dress, please. Okay, this one's woman says, I'm a year, I'm over a year from my wedding, but I can't find a dress that I like. I like bits and pieces of different dresses. I can't find a good combination. What should I do? So I, I think you mentioned like there can just be like shopping fatigue. But talk a little bit about this. I think people sometimes are like, I have to find, how do I know if it's the one? Like, you know, how do I know that I should get this dress? How do I know I love it? Like, what, you know, how do you, how do you answer that for people? What do you think about that? Some girls don't, some girls don't have, you you know, like when they say, when you cry, you know, it's the one. I I mean, my many years on the road, you, you will find brides that have that moment. And then you have some girls that don't. And I think they stress out because they haven't had that moment, but they might be the type of, you know, bride that they're not yep. going to get that moment. So um, I think, you know, for this particular bride, I want to tell her to come to large. <laughs> we, we do lots of custom dresses. Yeah, talk um, a little about that, about custom. Like what, um, how custom can you get and who is that a good fit for? And yeah, talk, let's talk about that. There's two different brides that we would suggest doing custom for. Um, one, if you're a bride that you've been out shopping and you just can't find anything. Um, that you love and you have an idea in your head, then, you know, we'll start from uh, having consultation with that bride and sketching with her during that appointment. Um, and then once we kind of come up with an overall silhouette, we'll, um, we'll mock up a muslin, which is um, basically your gown made in a, um, like a cheap fabric, just so that we can get an overall vision of the dress and that the bride can see it visually. And then we fit that muslin on the bride before we cut any of the real fabric. And where do people, um, just to be like really clear, so people who are listening that are interested, how do they, like, if they contact you through your website, do they have to be based where you're based or like, how does it, can they do it through a salon? How does it work? So not, no, not necessarily. So if they're not based around Atlanta or, um, you know, we would suggest a bride to go to one of our trunk shows, um, that we have domestically or internationally. And we always have, um, one of our representatives at a trunk show that is very capable of helping with those design changes um, and can make suggestions and be able to um, help a bride, you know, custom create her. And I say this whenever Uh, trunk shows come up, but I like to repeat it because I think it's a confusing thing for people. And, you know, someone, this might be the first um, episode they listen to in the podcast. So um, you guys, trunk, trunk shows and sample shows are different. So sample, uh, sample sales. So sample sales is when the dress, salon the wedding dress salon sells the samples which are like the ones that people tried on or things that are um out of the designers not making anymore um and you sort of have to buy what you see that's a sample sale a trunk show means sean or someone from her team comes to that salon and brings their entire collection so the bridal salon might carry 10 ambarge dresses but really sean designed 20 and so she's going to bring them all and you get to talk to her or someone on her team so it's like a way to experience a specific designer in like a much deeper way. Um, and those are very different. And I think people confuse them and don't know what trunk shows are and like why they should go. And they're actually like such amazing opportunities. They are, especially if you're wanting to make changes to address. It's, it's a great time to be able to speak with an expert, um, 
to know if, if that can be done yeah. or if it can, you know, if it can or can't be done. Um, whether, you know, there's a lot of times we have brides that love the bodice of one of our dresses, but you know, maybe they didn't want a trumpet skirt on it and they want a ball gown skirt. So, you know, as long as design aesthetically, it looks, you know, it'll work. Um, we'll make those changes for her. Or, you know, if, you know, they need to open up the bust cup or raise the neckline, or they want, you know, a V-neck instead of a square neck, like those are changes that we'll make in, in um, and custom design the dress based on what the I bride. I love it. Wants. Okay, and so who's the second person that custom is good for? So the second one is the the bride that um, wants you know the bodice of one dress but the skirt mm -hmm. of another dress, and that way we can help kind of uh, piecemeal that gown together yeah. for her because she's not she's not finding that out you know exactly what yeah. she's wanting. So either somebody that wants something from scratch or or somebody that's you know wanting you know she loves this dress but she wishes it had a sleeve on it or she wishes it has you know had this type of skirt on it but she loves the bottom it. um so, so two different type of brides but we can definitely make those custom changes happen for her okay oh i love this next question um i'm looking for tips on transporting my wedding dress from one country to another can you take a big bulky dress as a carry-on do i buy a big suitcase with it inside <laughs> for the best no do not do that what do you do? And I, I know you guys, you know, um, talk a little bit about like your international presence and, and sort of how, what you would advise this person. I, I tell girls to take it on the plane with you. Check it in as your carry, like your carry on and only bring your purse. Um, I've been on so many flights where I see a bride coming, you know, onto the plane and she's got her, um, her gown and the flight attendants get so yeah. excited and just ask the flight attendants if, if they would mind if you put it in the first, um, first class coach cabin. I've never seen a flight attendant say no. Um, and that way it's hanging. It's with you on the plane. You're not worried if it's going to get lost in customs or, you know, shipping with a shipping carrier. And um, I think that's perfect. Um, the other advice I would tell you is make sure it's a reputable airline um, and not like a discounted yeah. airline. Um because I think they're more apt to, you know, do those favors for you. I was just going to say, I'm, um, I'm actually pregnant right now. And like, what I can tell you is that thank Congratulations. you so much. There's <laughs> nothing flight attendants love more than a woman with a wedding dress or a pregnant lady. You, they will give you the best, you get yep. the best treatment on those airplanes. People love you. They get so excited for example. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> this is your chance to like get, get the best treatment on the airplane. But yeah, don't, right. don't put it in, um. Do not check your wedding dress. If you take one thing away from this, no, practice, please no. don't do that. <laughs> Tell your fiance they have to, you know, sit somewhere else because you need this seat next to you. No, I'm kidding. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to buy a seat. But <laughs> oh, so I love this question. Someone wrote, anyone out there having a lesbian wedding? If so, how did you find your wedding dresses? I want our whites to match, and I'm not sure if we should go to the same appointments or close our eyes, <laughs> close our eyes so our family can see how we look <laughs> together. Um but this is, this is cute. It's like you want, it's sort of like the bridesmaid thing. You want to be coordinated, but not matching. Like yeah. how would you advise people in this situation? I would suggest, you know, maybe like having a conversation before both brides go wedding dress shopping. Um, is there, you know, is there one bride that's more picky, you know, in, in terms of what she wants to wear than the other, maybe allow her to go first and have the shopping experience, pick out her dress and then, um, request uh, swatches from the gown so that you know her fiance can take those wedding swatches with her when she goes wedding dress shopping so that that way the consultants can take a look at that and make sure that the you know the colors coordinate but that way each bride has their own shopping experience 
I don't know how it would work out if they both, you know, if they're, if they're wanting to keep it separate, but they show up at the same time and they're closing eyes. I, I think somewhere in there, someone's going to take a, you know. A yeah, I think, no, I think that's right too. And like, if you are going to the same salon, you could request to have like the same and you find a stylist that you like trust and love, you know, she could work with both of you, for example. And then if you trust her style, you know, um, but I think that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sounds fun. Okay, cool. Well, that's all of our questions. So, Sean, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Um, let's talk a little bit about where people can find you. So obviously y'all can go to lovestoriestv.com and search Ambarge and watch real weddings where the bride wore Ambarge. It's the best way to get a feel for um, their style and the designs. And if you ever have questions about any of the specific dresses that you see, you know, you can always reach out to, to us or Ambarge. Um, and when we put them on social, we'll always, you know, give you the exact, the exact dress. Um, you can follow Ambarge on Instagram, which is Ambarge, um, and their website's ambarge.com. What else should people know that want to shop? Where, how can they find like your salons or, you know, what practical things should people know to, to buy you for their So definitely visit or check out our website, ambarge.com. We have all of our store locations that, um, have current merchandise, um, up on our website and there's a direct link on our website that you can schedule an appointment with um with the stores that we sell to um yeah and thank you for having me rachel this has been been great oh it's my pleasure this was really fun um so thank you and we'll talk to you soon sounds good talk to you soon reminder to everyone listening out there if you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com. You can DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv or ask it in our Slack group for brides-to-be and wedding pros, which you can join by going to bit.ly slash Slack. And if you have feedback about one of our answers, we definitely want to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and feelings on those same channels. Don't forget to subscribe to Love Stories Radio and leave us a review on iTunes. We love when people say nice things about us. And also, it helps other wedding lovers out there like you discover our show. And last but not least, are you a wedding pro? Email loveclub at lovestoriestv.com to get more info about how you can join our partner program, The Love Club. We help wedding pros build their brands and connect with a pipeline of customers on lovestoriestv.com and on our marketing channels, leveraging both the real wedding videos that feature their work and original content. So that's it. We'll see you back here next week. Bye.